So the big question is this. How are successful everyday athletes over 30 like us who work hard, who don't have much time and who are always having to juggle life and family? How are we able to live a pain-free athletic lifestyle? How do we train? What do we eat? And what do we do different that allows us to get the most out of life but still have time for all our hobbies, family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast. And welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. If you are new to the podcast, uh, it's great to have you here. Please like, comment, subscribe and review if you get a chance. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back. James Breeze, how are you doing? You're a bit cold in your rab coat there. <laughs> you refuse to put your heating on because... Energy is so expensive nowadays. Well, it, is, it's, it's, it literally is. Like, I keep getting a message every month from the energy companies going, yep, yeah, no, your bill's going up again. It's like, ridiculous, great. isn't it? Yeah. So th- this month I've gone, no, I'm going to try and keep it off. So I'm working home today and I've gone for the rab, beanie, everything else in between. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. No no gas, no electric use. <laughs> it's colder in my house yet here today than it was at the top of Penavan yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, hey, boy, if anyone's interested, I quite enjoyed taking the drone out yesterday and taking shots of Penavan um, with the inversion of all the clouds yesterday. It was kind of cool. Ooh, lovely, lovely. And uh, are those shots going to be featured anywhere in any upcoming videos? Uh, they will, actually, I think, on this week's brief. Oh, it's just too go. long. So if Michelle is listening yeah, to Michelle. <laughs> the podcast, I've taken on board your messages. Um, we'll- I t- I've told you this before. It's called The Brief for a Reason, mate. Kind of a 19-minute brief. What's on YouTube videos, though? 19-minute brief. Hey, there was a 35-minute <laughs> one the other week. Oh, my God. That's the case study. People watch it. Well, that's, well, that's different, though. That's case study. So I get, I get that. I get that. It needed to be that for a reason. It needs to be that for a reason. But generally, James, the brief. Yes? Remember. Less than uh, there you go. Anyway, uh, less about that and more about what we're doing. Uh, so this week, we're talking about five things we've learned in 2021. I assume this is coming out in 2022, though, this podcast. I right? think so. It is, yeah. Yeah. And the whole schedule of things. But yeah, I think it's it's funny because it's, I always think it's a good idea to review the good things, the bad things, almost good things, the things that could have been, all that sort of stuff at the end of the year. Like I said to you before, it's like, well, what are the things that we've learned this year? What are the five key takeaways we've taken in 2021 that we can take on and learn from and move on from in 2022? And so we made a little list and we're going to share that list with you all today. Exactly. I tell you what, uh, well, this is not something I've just learned, but something I'm experiencing. Slept terribly last night, absolutely terribly. And when you don't sleep well, your brain doesn't work very well, does it? So uh, <laughs> I'm a bit discombobulated uh, exactly. today. That's, Good word. That's, like that's it. most days, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh-huh. Just a bit worse today, mate. So uh, so go on then. Shoot. Oh, you're telling me it's on me, is it? No. Yeah, well, you've written them down in front of you. What have you got? What have you got? <laughs> okay. All right. So my biggest takeaway well, one of them is in 2021 is shilajit and using mushrooms as part of supplementation to help people function and perform normally. So maybe your brain fog will help with a bit of shilajit in your life. Yes. Well, I, I started taking it briefly and then uh, the tablet form. Uh, I think I need to get the drop form, but then I, it gave me a bit of acid reflux. Well, um, that's not proven. It might not have been, but it seemed to coincide. So I stopped taking it just in case. But I've got that under control now, which is good. Improved, improved my gut health. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, we'll go into that in a second. But no, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that's the biggest thing. We're getting the body functioning at a, at a cellular level, getting all the vitamins and minerals the body needs is key, and it helps you perform at such a much better level. Like I'll, 
I'll be honest, like I've never felt so good after taking them and having much more clarity. Now, there's a caveat to this because it was happening at a time when I'd been ill, and we'll talk about it in a wee while in a second anyway. But during that time, like I was I'm more productive, got more stuff done, trained harder, uh, recovered better, and just had more clarity about everything. And that's just not me. It's from the people we've recommended this to as well. Yeah, we're getting the same feedback over and over from same people. And the, and the big thing is, the one, the constant throughout all of them is that people start taking the mushrooms and the shilajit. But if you want to learn more about what types of mushrooms and shilajit, go back to episode, a few episodes ago with the guys. Cultivate, from Cultivate Elevate. Elevate. Cultivate Elevate episode. That's the stuff you guys will listen to and find out about. But the, the common t- you know, key thing is, you know, I'll use my dad as an example, is that he's tackling jobs he's put on, off for years. Everyone's t- tackling jobs that they've been putting off for years, procrastinating over and going on head on and just doing them now. And they have more readiness and willingness to do it. They're in a much better mind frame to take these jobs on, which also applies to in other examples of fitness and nutrition. It's helping me, people make better decisions because theoretically, People are now working better at a cellular level, so they're f- able to function, their body is functioning, and they're able to think clearly for the first time. So that's the big takeaway for me. I like to see this more as we work with clients, I think, and see how this develops. But from a personal experience, and one with particularly my dad, like it's completely changed our lives, I think. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about from my experience. So shilajit is a naturally occurring mineral, basically. Yeah. And I would say, from my point of view, working with you, as I unfortunately have to do every day. Um, you went through a good period. I'd say this was a lot down to uh, not being well, COVID, et cetera. When it, like brain fog periods where you're just like, mate, I can't, I'm going to have to go for a nap. I can't concentrate. I'm, not, I'm just not with it. And then you started taking these shilajits and then it was like you were on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Efficient. Yeah. You're like, mate, I've got this done and this done and this done. I'm doing it. I'm on this. It's like, whoa. Okay. So yeah, it definitely, I noticed the difference for sure. Yeah, I definitely felt it. Like I said, the funny thing is, though, the classic example is my dad with my my mum's mum keeps saying, "James, what have you done to your father?" Like he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> he doesn't stop. <laughs> he doesn't stop. He's like doing jobs. He's like constantly. He's not sleeping in front of the sofa at night time, which is good. But uh, that, that's the other thing that people seem to be making better decisions, particularly on nutrition, because they seem to be in a better frame of mind. So. Look, without going into too much science, which I don't know too much about, that's not my thing, cellular. No, well, like I uh, said, so we can go <laughs> listen to the Cultivate Elevate podcast, and that'll, that'll get more uh, more of the science. But basically, these aren't supplements. Let's think about these as food. It's food, essentially. So, like, obviously, you get all your – you want to get all your vitamins and minerals as much as you can from eating real – single ingredient, real whole food. But with the way the world is nowadays, there simply – there aren't as many minerals in food anymore. There just aren't. So we're – we're missing these things and the shilajit and, and mushrooms seem to just bridge that gap basically. Yeah, definitely. And like, just, just so you guys know, like just to reminder, like the shilajit contains 84 out of the 102 minerals that the body needs to function. So it's a case of, we don't know which, which mineral people are deficient in, but using this kind of shotgun approach. Yeah, let's um, have it all. <laughs> let's have it all and see how it goes. I mean, that, that's how it works. So there you go. That's just very quickly. That's the biggest takeaway for me. And I definitely, I see it now as such an important element. I put it down to WWS as well. So people starting with, starting with us, if you can get some WWS in their life, walk, water, sleep, and you add the shilajit and mushrooms into your life, I think you're in a better frame, state of you know, frame of mind to tackle on the difficulties and complexities that is fitness and well-being. Yep, absolutely, absolutely cool. Next one, second one, kind of ties in with me personally, and also with a lot of clients I've seen, fat loss programs and workouts 
We put a lot of emphasis in designing the programs, which we should because it's fun. The workout's fun. The thought process behind it is always pretty cool. We put a lot of thought process behind the nutrition. However, sometimes the thing that gets forgotten is a neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So my takeaway this year is, is that if everything's on point, it may seem so, and you think maybe scratching your head, but you should always default to what the neat is in somebody's life. Absolutely. Happening. Now, personal experience with me, I just, in between my two bouts of being unwell in the last six to eight months, I had a six to eight week training block, didn't I? Which was, I was flicking training hard. I was performing really well. My diet was pretty much on point. And I was like, what, why? It's a fa- it was a fat loss problem because during the first bout of health, I put on a bit of weight. I wanted to get rid of a couple of kilos. I stayed exactly the same. I was putting on muscle. I was putting, getting performing better, but I just couldn't lose weight. And you know, also my weight was staying the same size as well. I was like, What's, what is going on? And we worked out that my steps had significantly decreased. Yeah. We went back and looked at your stats, basically. And we're yeah. like, what were we doing differently? Oh, exactly. look at that. Your and steps are less. so simple. But yeah. all I did, you know, from a, after a period of four or five weeks, we were stagnating. Well, I was getting stronger, fitter. But I, all I changed was my, okay, instead of cycling to the gym, right, which was like a, a seven-minute cycle ride, I changed to a 25-minute walk there and back. And that was the only difference. And it started to make a massive difference. And it was like going back to all our other clients. They said they were getting 7,000, 9,000, 10,000 steps. But we changed adding all, instead of doing them in like just little bursts, the key is, can you do it in like a 30 minute, what one period of 30 minutes as opposed to like stagnated throughout the day? And that was the thing. So like, if you get those things right, the neat is the most important component to get right after that, because you've got to keep moving to add. Always back to the basics, isn't it? WWS and uh, just, had exactly the same thing with one of my clients. His health metrics weren't exactly what we wanted this time. And again, he had a period of illness and there's some holidays and stuff like that. So it's it's never, nothing's ever ideal, but we were look, going back and looking at it and going, okay, well, what's changed? Oh, well, look at that. Your steps have dropped from over 7,000 to 3,000. Okay. Well, we need to, let's, let's get the basics back in place before we worry about anything else. Let's just get the basics back in place first. Cause if you don't, you're swimming against the tide to, straight away yeah exactly so like i know it sounds some people think yeah but i already know that the question is are you doing it yeah <laughs> do you know are you tracking it to see what's going on and make that that little change for me from walking to the gym to the site a site the same distance is just that much easier on a bike <laughs> yeah that was it absolutely absolutely yeah, uh, number three in the list this is one from you functional bodybuilding yeah i don't know whether we uh do we do we like the term functional? People seem to have an issue with the word functional. Anyway, it, it is what it is. So just moving on from, not moving on, but less programming of muscular endurance, which is actually something, especially beginners who come in initially, who perhaps haven't necessarily been training for a while or, or are new to training altogether. I think programming muscular endurance is a, is a really important thing and everyone needs it. I think everyone, everyone needs it at some point, whether you're advanced or beginner or intermediate. But we've been going down a little bit more down the route of functional bodybuilding, which is slightly lower reps, but slightly higher sets. So we're talking three to four sets of eight, eight to 10 and cycling up the reps and then back down the reps, up the weight, cycle back up the reps, back down and and just repeating that pattern, manipulating rest and tempo as well to keep the you know intensity up. And it seems to have worked really well for people in terms of helping them their, their body composition and, and pro- progressing. Yeah. So that's a little bit less muscular endurance, a little bit more functional bodybuilding on the old programming side. And people seem to enjoy it as well. 
Yeah, and that's that's the thing we're seeing across the line. There's so many things like it's it's the, the higher rep ranges. We're talking eight to ten. We're seeing a lot of older clients now. It's a good rep range, isn't it? Because it also falls within, strictly speaking, within hypertrophy, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's also like we're taking. I think you say the other thing as well, which we've done it for a while anyway, but we take a lot of emphasis away from the barbell. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the key thing. It's getting more so like that as well. The older people get. And for the strength purists out there, you may not want to hear that, but for the complete beginner at the age of 40, 50, when they come into strength training, maybe barbell training is not the right thing for them at all in that levels. And people have been using the bar for a while. You've got to feel healthy and good about yourself. And then the older you get, the heavier the weight goes, the more shit you feel about yourself too. So there's a time and a place. So we're just getting seen. There's, to a, there's a time and a place for it, but you got to, you got to be in the right, right place for it. You know, in terms of um, health, well-being, mobility, strength. All of that, all of those things. Yeah. Right, tip number four, and this is for, I'd say, for all the personal trainers and coaches on there, particularly for online trainers and coaches, uh, something you've been doing and implementing quite a lot, videos for clients more. Yeah. So it's just in terms of communication, I would say this is probably much more for online trainers out there than it is uh, face-to-face. I started doing video uh, run-throughs of programs for clients. Now, people might say, well, yeah, that's obvious, but... It's only obvious when when you think about it, because I always used to just you know I'd do the program, send them a, a you know a good detailed explanation of uh, breakdown of of their program, the goals, etc. But some of it you know it doesn't always come across in an email in a message, does it? And I I think it's not just about the video; it's about just improving communication. Because when you're online, that uh, the feedback loop is a lot longer, obviously, because you know I might message someone at the end of my day, but they don't pick it up depending on their time zone until late the next day or something. So it just, it just helps that communication link with your, with your clients. If you're training people all over the world and you're, you're working online and clients seem to have really, really appreciated it. It's gone down well. It's helped them understand why they're doing what they're doing. I've been able to talk through more in a, as you would do in a face-to-face one-to-one session, certain, you know, technique aspects of certain exercises, if they may not have done that exercise before. Yeah, it's just it's just been re- really good because I always thought I was good at communication because I make sure that I communicate in some way or other at least every single day with every single client, whether that's just a quick comment on a workout or something. But I always thought, yeah, I was good at that. But I think for me, it's definitely improved uh, the way I interact with my clients for sure. So for any online trainers out there, I highly recommend uh, doing a quick video. You can share your screen, show them exactly what they're doing, play the exercises. And it, uh, yeah, it's it's working really well for us, I think. Cool. Like improved true. our improved our service for sure. Exactly the same. Also, if it's talking just on the same thing of videos, one of the best things we've done, even though Michelle thinks we should be doing really shorter <laughs> videos. Sorry, picking you, Michelle. I love you really. No, it's just the the video formats we've been doing on YouTube. Um, yeah, it costs people more video content. more behind the scenes what we're doing. So it's um, you know I, I enjoy doing. I enjoy. You know, I still want to be the P- Peter McKinnon of like fitness yeah, and do. all this crazy <laughs> camera stuff and. Yeah, it, it, well, it is, but it's nice to see people's faces, isn't it? Get to know who you are because it's, you know, one thing having a just an email in front of you, words on a page, it's totally different having that... Uh, that connection. That connection, the video, the video, you can see someone's face. Yeah, no, so videos are for the win. Right, and the fifth and final thing, I think it's just from, from me. Sorry, it's all about me today, isn't it? So I mean, it's me, all me, about me, Jeez. Me, uh, me, me. Health. I think, you know, our mantra has always been health comes first. Mm-hmm. And nothing has been in the spotlight more in the last, I say, 12 to 18 months than people's health. And me personally, last August, September, October, November, December, five to six months, 
my health has been challenged more than it ever has been, I think, in my entire life. I have been ill for the longest periods I can think of, twice. August through to the end of September. Then I had October through to like the middle end of November. And then I'm just coming off another bout of illness. Now, we're not exactly sure. It could, it could be leftover COVID-related, viral. We're not exactly sure. Yeah, like Obviously, there's a hell of a lot of stuff going around. Isn't yeah, there is a hell of a lot of stuff going around. But you know, the doctors are all fairly confident that I had COVID in both, ca- both occasions. The Delta variant and also the new Optimus Prime one. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Optimus Prime. Other one here? E- um, either, either way, like it, we know like illness, flus, colds, it affects people differently. This particular, sh- whatever it was, there's just we don't know for sure, but let's just assume it's something, right? It attacked my digestive system. Absolutely wreaked havoc with it. I don't mean like <laughs> coming out both ends or anything like that at all. It's more of a case, I had the worst stomach cramps. I felt like hyperglycemic. I wanted to eat the world and it had to really challenge me and to try and work out, improve my gut health. So what happened in the first bout was I ended up putting, was it three and a half, four kilos on? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Which was significant for me. I wasn't able to train. I literally wasn't able to train. I, my, I was sleeping most afternoons. Couldn't really do anything. Brain fog. It was horrendous, but I, just want, I was eating the world. Like my body, and I just listened to my body and thought, well, I just listened to my body this time and just eat to try to see what was a wrong idea because it put me on four kilos heavier and it was like, crap, <laughs> that was it. But the lessons I learned from the first one, I've applied to the second one, I've been able to manage it better. I think it's almost identical traits, but I focus more on gut health. Yeah, gut, that my, gut brain axis. Yeah, gut brain axis. That, I, which I've really, yeah, way more emphasis this time on doing that. So I made sure I was taking the shilajit early on, the mushrooms, the foods I was eating, I was having to really cut it super clean. Not so that I was having junk food, but I reduced my calories and made sure I was eating more soups to get through the day. So eating frequently, those type of things, and making sure I wasn't containing any of the, the inflammatory type foods. I love it. Well, so, things like soup, liquids, it's, it's easier on the gut when you're, in, when you're in that bad estate. Yeah. It's exactly. easier to digest. So that was, that was the thing. So like the first time I went in, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to my body, just eat food. And like try and train my company it just didn't work it was just a it was a bit of a mess to honest you the second time like when i've had more energy i've made sure i've gone for a walk or a very light jog or i've gone to the gym and very done very light strength training so because if i overexert myself i'd have this real big hunger bout like craving for energy and i'd kick it over the edge so that's the emphasis was this time was okay if i'm sick i know it's hard but you focus all your energy on what's going into your body try and help you recover faster. So for me, the priorities have been shilajit and mushrooms, soups, non-inflammatory type foods. So all well, the main ones, soy, eggs, gluten, wheat, dairy. Well, like dairy and wheat I struggle with anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, eggs were like, yeah, but I don't want eggs once. I'm like, nope, not having that again. Yeah. And instantaneous. And then focusing on like probiotics. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Healing the gut, probiotics, and uh, obviously, you know, make sure you're getting a a good brand. But also, this is something we've learned more from Matt Cultivate Elevate. You know, obviously, like try and take less tablets stuff if you can because of the certain things like what is it, soy lectin in a lot of things that you want to try to avoid. There's not in the ones that you've got, I don't think, which is good. At least minimum twenty billion bacteria in there. Absolute bare minimum. Yours have got fifty, right? But also, I've suggested to you, and I hope you're gonna you're gonna do this, aren't you? You're gonna do this, James. I'm putting it out there. So either 
some homemade probiotics, like either set well, I say homemade sauerkraut or or kimchi, something like that. some fermented foods. Oh, I literally, I was, I literally going to buy some actually yeah. from from the health. Really shop. good for gut health. Yeah, I chose not to in the end because I was like, actually, it's Christmas. We're going away in the next few days, and we're like carting all this stuff with us, so I didn't <laughs> buy it. Maybe that's laziness as well. But yeah, it's that's the thing. It's finding the balance. Like you've got to nurture yourself. You don't want to push yourself too hard, but also it's almost damage limitation. So what little brain health and brain function you have, focus on the stuff that you can control a little bit more. And the faster you heal your gut, the, the get bigger, the faster you are, your route is potentially to getting better as well. Absolutely. So those, those are our five lessons. Well, anything else you've learned this year? Oh, no, I think that's, uh, there, there probably is. But like I said, I'm not uh, functioning 100% today after my uh, lack of sleep last night. So oh, I'll tell you what I have learned this year. Uh, we're having a girl. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, look at that. It's a after the gender reveal party yesterday. After the gender reveal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. We're having a girl. So you're complaining about sleep now. Just wait. It's all ha- going to happen again. Oh, God, I know. All it's gonna great, isn't again. it? It's great. It's absolutely Congratulations. Great. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's Self-inflated. it. Uh, yes. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, I know this is coming out after uh, Christmas, but we're recording this pre-Christmas. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope everyone's had a great time. I'd, I'd love to know what people else have people learned this year. What's the big takeaways you've had this year? It's not just for us, it's for everyone's time to reflect and learn. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't learn from mistakes, which you always make a lot of, it's, it's okay to fail, um, yep. you're never going to move forward. And you'll just become at the same January rat race that happens every year. People come in, start their news resolutions, fail within two weeks, and then next year they're £10 heavier again. So over 10 years, they're 100 pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah, but-, <laughs> but fear not, we've done a podcast about that as well. So. <laughs> we try and help you as best we can. But it's been a fun year. I think we've, we've learned a lot as a company this year too. Like videos are important. Yeah. That's, a, that's a key thing. Magazines. Which we'll be doing a lot more of next year. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a, lot more, a lot more video content. Yeah. Oh, do, yeah, we, do we talk so. about the inner circle now, or do we? Should... No, I think we leave that. I think we leave that. Oh, cliffhanger. Unless you, unless you, re- yeah. There you go, cliffhanger. Oh, what's the inner circle? There you go. No, yeah, no, the inner circle's coming. Where there's a lot more cool content, a lot more courses and yeah. stuff coming for people. A new private Facebook group to go with it too. More access to us directly for coaching tips. So. Yeah. Well, there we go. Woo-hoo. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you very much for, for listening in uh, this, this year. Here's to 2022. Hope it's successful. Merry Christmas, James. Merry Christmas, Josh. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Want more fitness secrets? Want to see the very best that Strength Matters has to offer? If so, then go start your free seven-day coaching experience at strengthmatters.com today. Our expert coaches will take you through the assessment process and help you put a workable plan into action. Together, we will finally uncover what's holding you back and put you on the path to success. Start your free seven-day coaching experience today. Visit www.strengthmatters.com to get started.